Welcome to Critical Thinker, a free-form podcast for free thinkers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Got an exciting show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of a little bit of the inside of the outside of ourselves. And uh, today, I got a great guest with me, a good friend of mine, Christine. Um, I'll just let you take it away. You tell them a little bit about yourself, how you kind of got down this road, and um, you know, maybe some of your background, so people can understand. Um, you know, you're not just take pulling this out of the backside of your own self there. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Hi, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited to have this co- conversation with you. My background is like, uh, there's a wide range of, of, of that goes into my background. My original background is actually a, a degree um, in business and a diploma in finance. So I really did a 180 in my, my career. I got to a point where I, you know, it just wasn't feeling right for me. And I decided to take a switch. So I have a background in nutrition. Uh, and from there, I wanted to, to add to it to help my clients out beyond nutrition. Uh, I then started uh, taking some courses and classes in coaching. And uh, I also did, dabbled into the energy side of things. So, so, you so know, life coach, do... right? Life as a life coach. Yeah, right. Life yeah. Just yeah. so people don't exactly. think you're a football coach or something. That's... Oh, right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, none of that. <laughs> Although, although I did like sports in school, but no. Yeah. Um, and then I did, you know, energy works. So right. Reiki, uh, Reiki and different other kinds of energies, but most people resonate with, with the word Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I started into that and I just found when I was working with clients, I needed to pull in a whole bunch of a, a different spot, facets of the um, well-being spectrum to really help people on a, on a total well-being um approach as opposed to just just nutrition or just intuitive coaching or or just energy healing so that's kind of my just not a really really brief overview of uh the kind of the the three areas that i focus on that's great and and i i noticed you said that you also you have clients so you do this um you know i you have your little home office and and you have clients come in and you're actually helping so while you're helping them, I guess, what would you say the, um, if I could, without getting obviously too personal, but um, what would you say the largest thing is happening today and how are you helping people cope with with uh, the things that they come to see you with? <laughs> ah, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, what I usually tell people is that everyone comes for a different reason. reason. Yeah. So maybe they'll come in for weight loss, they want to lose weight, or they will come in, um, they're having relation, relationship troubles, uh, or they'll come in because they just feel off, and they don't actually know why, and they just right. need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And so when I working with somebody, there's usually when you delve into the deep subconscious part of a person, I find that there's really a, a few core things that uh, I'm repeating over and over with with clients. And it's anything that goes from uh, people just don't know their sense of self. So they don't, no one's ever taught it. You know, we learn, we learn math and we learn English and we learn all these things in school, but we don't really learn uh, what sense of self means or how to answer who am I. And so mo- most people come in um, where they're, they don't, they f- feel incoherent. Mm-hmm. And 
And what that means is their brain, their conscious brain, their subconscious brain, their, their intuition out of, out of alignment. So what my role is to bring those three areas into alignment, because that's how we feel peace on the inside. Mm. Um, and so we're dealing with things like I'm helping the people to figure out what the values are or what their uh, love currency is. Um, what else? Um, it was just so That's range. Like I had someone yeah. today um, who came in to talk to me and, uh, you know, he came in because he was struggling with his mom mm -hmm. and they, their relationships, so relationship problems, yeah. uh, miscommunication and relationships, another one. And so, you know, we, we really delved into it and it, you know, the, on the outside, we were talking about homework and scheduling uh, conflicts, but the, the root of it, you know, when you're dealing with what is actually going on is the problem and that's beyond the surface, you know, was had to do with, um, you know, how he was raised in his relationship with, um, his by or his, his mom mm -hmm. and, and we started getting into that and how he had developed these habits because of how he was raised. Right. So anyways, it had nothing. I don't want to get, it's, it's yeah, hard no, for, me, yeah. for me to not provide, you know, too much, it, much personal information, but. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of try to, I mean, I, I guess just what I'm trying to ask is, um, yeah. let's look at a, a real life situation and, and um, I'll, I'll give you an example and maybe you can kind of uh, take it from there. But. I'm looking at people today, and and I I I, I talk about this on on you know my streams a lot that people are always looking outside of themselves for, for some sort of validation for some sort of right. look at me I'm here I'm here notice yep. me yep. At, whether it be people talking you know they'll comment on a stream and you know try to pound on the table to get some sort of attention and what I'm telling people is. And regardless of that, or, or someone's actually feeding that attention, does that, um, you know, to, I guess, manipulate them using that, uh, knowing that they're weak okay. that way, take that attention and, and sort of manipulate them to do things that maybe they would want them to do. So a real life yes. situation, you know, for instance, we use the dichotomy of left and right. So you would have a, a person on the mm -hmm. left who has had a really crappy life and they've been bullied. So now they want to go out there and exert their power and someone empowers them to possibly do that because they're looking for validation from something else. But if we have that inside of ourselves, we don't need that. So from there, I, I don't know if you want to kind of take that into the perspective of how you, I guess you talk about intuition and, and, and understanding yes. that and, and realizing these things. Okay. Um, has to, so I'll let you, you know, go from there. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's so many angles that I can yeah. <laughs> discuss, bring it, you know, talking about that. But mm -hmm. um, one, one thing that I just want to say is that, again, people just don't have a good sense of self because mm -hmm. not because they don't want to, nobody teaches us um, how to do this. So it's kind of also embarrassing um, to, to admit that we don't know yeah. who we are. Yeah. Uh, and if we do, uh, and if someone asks you, you know, who are you and talking beyond the scope of what you do, but actually who you are, yeah. most people that I ask that question do don't even know, they just don't know how to answer that question. Mm. And because we don't know how to answer that question or what even are, what constitutes all the different uh, areas that would, would help you address that question. Right. We don't know. So what we do is 
we fill in gaps with something else. And so then most people, if you're talking about that kind of self, kind of, you know, that aspect is there's, a, you know, one, there's a problem with, you know, not having a sense of self, knowing who you are, part of your personality, things like that. Um, but then there's a, a deeper problem, which is a, a I'll call it as an existential crisis, mm-hmm. um, having lack of meaning in life or purpose in life and just not not feeling fulfilled from the inside. And so when you add those two together, you uh, your next best thing is to go to the outside, look for outside affirmation, because that's how we're raised, essentially, uh, when we're, you know, just from even when our parents are parents will reward us with external, uh, external kind of rewards. You know, it's not not too often that you have, you know, maybe nowadays with parents are, are, are changing. But, you know, when I grew up and, and, and before that, it was you did a good job go for an ice cream or something like that. Right. And so we're, we're just taught at a very young age. That's kind of our, our societal construct, I think, is yeah. that we try to find the external. So outside in, we try to make our life on the outside in control and in peace so that we can feel good on the inside. And, and it's true. You can get away with that for a little while. Uh, if, if you can, you know, live, create that kind of lifestyle where there's not a lot of change happening which is you know, probably a pretty boring lifestyle, but it, it's doable. However, I find in this day and age right now, especially uh, within the last few weeks, even things are just changing way too fast and humans aren't, um, they're just not, built to handle that much change uh, that quickly over a period of time and so what ends up happening is like I said our uh, our subconscious brain our conscious brain and our intuition get thrown out of balance and most people when they're feeling this dissonance on the inside they'll say things like I feel anxious I feel depressed uh, I feel off out of balance they're they're using those words but it's as a feeling, but they can't describe it and they don't know maybe why. Um, and the only way that they can feel that kind of um, happiness or peace is to bring those three into alignment. And that's what I do when I'm working with somebody is essentially at the end of the day is figuring out, okay, what's out of alignment and why I'm unique is unlike a, a counselor or um, say a psychologist who will focus mostly on your conscious and subconscious, I pull in the intuition part. And so when I ask my clients questions, we go very deep because I I will ask somebody a question, but I'm listening mostly with my uh, energy sensation and with my eyes instead of just listening with my ears. And, And so I'm able to go a bit deeper and challenge them more to say, you know, I hear what you're saying and it makes sense but there's something more there. So let's just keep drilling down. Uh, and then with my, you know, gift that I've kind of, I'm not a psychic. So there's a difference between an intuitive and a psychic. A psychic is somebody who um, kind of talks, I guess, to um, people that have crossed over. That's yeah. not what I'm saying that I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking purely about intuitive um, sensations. So ener- I read energy, I can feel energy. We all have this gift. I've just, you know, spent the last 10, 15 years developing it. And so when somebody says something to me, I can decipher whether or not, not that they're lying to me, whether they're lying And then I can also read their energy so that I can, I feel what they're feeling. So if um, they don't understand what it is, why they're feeling off, I'm able to explain it to them because that's, 
usually the problem is we don't have the language to explain why we're feeling because you don't know what you don't know. And so by combining the intuitive part of it, I can feel what they feel and explain it to them at the same time. So then they're like, oh, I'm not crazy. There's yeah. nothing wrong with me. I, you know, I thank you for bringing mm -hmm. that to light. And so I never really, often I'm not maybe telling people anything brand new. Mm -hmm. um, there might be concepts that I'm telling them that's new, but as to self-awareness, they already know they already know it. I'm just, I'm the person who comes in and puts all the puzzle pieces together. So they see a complete picture. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I, and I guess if we can, I, I'm trying to uh, pull this a little bit further apart so that when, when okay. people are understanding what you're saying, intuition, because um, mm -hmm. we had a discussion about this before. So, um, and, and I'll bring that up. Maybe you can, you can tell them the difference here. So for, for instance, we talked okay. about, you know, the, the, the wolf pup, right? The wolf pup goes out there and, and uh, w without knowing, perhaps, would know that this, uh, this is danger. So they react to the danger, right? Yes. Whereas they, they would have a feeling that this is something they're supposed to do versus just reacting to it and, and not having any thought behind that. Now, maybe if you can kind of um, pull that apart and help people understand the difference between you know, okay. inter intuition and, and what it is that you're talking about when you say that. Okay, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to actually break it down by the, the three areas, the conscious, the conscious mind, which is, you know, the prefrontal cortex, the subconscious, which is the limbic, and then your intuition, which is, I guess, a, you know, soul heart center. Um, and so the, the, the conscious brain is really where we are in our present moment. It's our decision making. So that is that part of the brain mm -hmm. um, the subconscious which is the the limbic part it's really our all our past experiences all our memories that are stored back there um, part of the limbic system is our survival system and that's where when you're talking about you know the wolf or, or fear that is instinct so you know when you're um, in a stressful situation and your fight or flight comes on that's not coming from the conscious part of the brain. It's not coming from, it could, but it's probably not coming from intuition. It's coming from the, um, the instinctual survival part of the brain. Right. And intuition is coming from your heart center. And so your heart center is almost like a second brain. And there's actually research that's been done on this, that um, when somebody's in a study, they will show people cards. And, and as the person's predicting what the card's coming up next, they'll get a pulse um, a few seconds in their, from their heart before their head reg registers and responds to it. So your, your heart center, I like to call it is kind of your intuition is your, uh, is your GPS. It's your, uh, center where you, it, it, it guides you in life. Right. And so it's a, it's about, um, <laughs> it's, it's where your meaning, your purpose, your source of energy, um, your source of self come from and so intuition is to me you it is energy <laughs> that's another word that i can use as well um and so it, it's just this it's this language um and instead of speaking language verbally like we do mm. it's just a different it's just a it's just a, just a different language on a different uh, wavelength that we all can pick up on. And so here's an example, uh, your intuition. When you walk into a room or you come to somebody's house and you walk in, you open the door and you're like, whoa, what just happened? You, you know, the couple you're going to see just had this huge fight before. 
and you walk into the room and you have no idea, you know, what happened, nothing, you've never been there, yet your spidey senses are going off and you're like, something's off here, something's off with them. Uh, you're not sure what. So that would be your intuitive part of you that's picking up and, and feeling that that energy and you can feel the tension. Uh, that would be that would be more intuition than instinct. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes it makes perfect yeah. sense to me. And so I guess now that we kind of have a an understanding of this, let's get into some fun mm. stuff for a little bit here too, because okay. yeah. you and I have had conversations about even what's going on today. So if we can kind of relate this as well to, okay, outside we've got a pandemic. Outside we've yes. got all this fear, all this stuff going on. People are in a situation where, you know, just just do this and everything will be fine. Um how would you put it in, in in your mind, I guess, when, when you break this down, how are people reacting to us when they see someone out there without a mask on, when they see someone out there right. doing something yeah. that they feel threatened by because someone told them something? How would you break down that, that kind of, um, you know, response? Right. Okay. So first I want to just say that, you know, making a decision out of fear is always the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And the reason... You know, and, and, and there's a reason why. And the main reason is that when you feel fear, it shuts off the prefrontal cortex, your decision making area, and it gives you, it puts you into this part of the brain, the back of your brain here, the limbic brain. And so then you're going to survival. So all of a sudden you're making decisions based off of survival instincts, which mm. isn't necessarily good because our survival brain, like I said, is comprised of all past experiences. Uh, and if you're in an uncertain time, and you have no uh, references built up over the over the course of your lifetime to explain to what's happening and how to deal with it. Your next course of action is to do what's called social proofing principle. And social proofing basically says, when I'm uncertain, I don't know what to do. I'm going to watch and look at everybody else. Right. Um, and 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 the sad part of that is. Uh, you know, that's just a human adaptive behavior. That's just how over the years as humans have adapted and evolved. But the, the scary part that the stats that come out right from Robert Gialdini's book, Influence, uh, says in there that 95% of people are imitators, 5% are initiators. Right. So it's a, an extremely scary thought thinking that we've got 95% of people who are just imitating each other. So that's kind of one aspect of it. The other aspect of, you know, dealing with this fear is, in my perspective, why I feel like building a strong sense of self, developing a strong sense of intuition is so important in this, in, in this day and age and going into this new era and, and dealing with the, you know, pandemic and stuff that's happening right now is that because we don't have these references built up in the back of our brain, it means that we, and we, and if we're imitating people that also are just imitating other people and they don't know what they're doing. It leaves us one last resort, which is our intuition. And our intuition is going to guide us through this. And so in the beginning for me, um, it was difficult and it was challenging because the first week I had heard about it, I was like, my, my spidey senses, I'll call it, um, were just like on high alert. because so I was like, something's off here. Something does, does not make sense. I know what I'm being told to do. My mind is registering what's happening. But my intuition is saying something's off you need to go and you need to learn more. And if you don't have a strong sense of self, you're going to automatically go into social uh, proofing principle and imitate others because I didn't do that right at the beginning. I was like, I need more information. I need to learn. Um, I, I, I need to, ha I can't just 
you know, going on a limb and just follow what everyone else is doing when my intuition is telling me to do something else. And, and it's hard to do that because other people, you know, are public shaming. Uh, other people are judging you and, and, and kind of putting you out on the line. And you're like, wait, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm still following the rules. I'm just, I'm questioning. Yeah, I'm absolutely. challenging. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like this is where this all kind of goes hand in hand is that if you are relying on your subconscious to get you through this, well, you have no references in, in the past to guide you because we haven't experienced this before. You know, the, the schools have never been shut down before and economies have never been shut down before. And so so you're you're going to have to, you know, step outside of, of your mental ego and compa- uh, capacity to, to guide you through this. And instead, listen to your heart, know how to connect with that intuition and go, okay, and trust it because we have been uh, raised uh, pretty much across the board uh, in society to overrule our intuition with our head. So we'll have that little sense, sixth sense, come in and say something's off, something's wrong, this doesn't feel right, I'm lacking meaning, I'm lacking, lacking pur- purpose or, or whatever. But we're like, just going to ignore that and I'm going to listen to what's going on in my head. And, and we um, resort to listening to our mind over our intuition and that can you know maybe lead to a life where say you make more money or or you have less judgment but you're empty on the inside you have this existential void um and and it leaves people you know feeling more depressed and or more anxious and and then the cycle just perpetuates that's what i'm going to talk about here too because um i know you and i talked about this um obviously before the stream because you know, everybody has a different opinion on this and, and not everybody feels this is, you know, this is something for them, which, which it may not be for everybody. Um, yeah. But I can say that for me, it has definitely helped me out. It has definitely um, made me stronger. And, and I have, every time I mention this, I know I open myself up for judgment and ridicule, but I realize now that I, I take that, I, I smile at it and I, it's fine because I understand that that's within you. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit because I think that's a, a really huge thing that people need to understand. I, you yeah. know, people banging at the table. No, 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 this is it. This is it. And, and I, maybe you can help people understand what that is because, you know, you talked about how the public shaming happens and this and that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what I, th- I see and then maybe you can dive deeper or kind of, you know, steer that in, into a, a direction, um, you know, of, of your own. But when I see people doing stuff like that, it is the cognitive dissonance kicking in. It's, it's I, I see this. It has to be this. You're telling me something different that is so wrong. It's wrong. And it, it's like a huge, you are breaking everything down that they know to be true in their lives. And um, now they have to deal with that. Um, so, which we talked about too, the, the flexibility, law of flexibility that you were, so maybe, is that what, what, right. So maybe you can kind of steer into that as well, but help people understand what that means when, what judgment is and, and why we do that, why people are shaming people and that sort of a thing. Great. Well, it's, um, fear is effective. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the emotion of, of shame, on the scale of consciousness, because um, meaning vibration, um, all emotions 
are, have vibrations to them. And shame is on the lowest of that scale. So it is the lowest vibrational energy that you can feel is shame. And so one of the reasons I absolutely despise shame or somebody's doing that and I, I don't trust it is because I know that's not coming from uh, the goodness, you know, universe kind of energy because universe vibrate, good universe energy vibrates um, at love, joy, or peace, those emotions. So if you're getting anything lower than that, you're getting a lower vibration like shame or judgment uh, or guilt, you know, it's coming from the ego mind. And then anything that is man-made or comes from ego mind, makes me just stop and, and question everything. So if this had all come out and it was coming out from the goodness of everyone's heart where they were saying, okay, I love join peace. Um, this is a situation where you can be at a huge risk and you're seeing it and you're, you know, they're explaining all the details to you again, not in fear, but in love, join peace. That makes me resonate. And so why it's so, so important, I think, um, to be, have that spiritual sense of, um, ourselves is because when you're talking about spirituality it's it's something that unites people it's something that brings people together anything that divides um or there's judgment that they, they they're coming purely from an ego sense of a uh, set of self and so i'm not saying that's right or wrong i'm just saying when something's coming from an ego uh sense of self for fear i'm gonna i'm gonna question that so that's one part of it in the terms of um uh, scale of consciousness, consciousness, and one of the tools I use when I'm judging how to react to something is is what is the emotion that's attached to it, and what's the energy yeah. vibration I feel with it. Okay, mm. um, and then the second part of it, when you're talking about the law of law of flexibility, what when I was uh, why I bring that up is because right now I feel like humans are kind of being tested um, to have a really strong sense of uh, well being. And I, I, I challenge people to, to define what does strength actually mean? Because what he's probably asked you, we just have this old belief that has been in the back of, embedded in our back of the mind since we were, you know, two, three, four, five years old, and we haven't challenged it. And so I just want to, again, challenge people to what is the true definition of strength? What does it mean to have a strong mind? What does it mean to have a strong um, body? What does it mean to have a strong spiritual self? And to me, I, I apply that to this spiritual law of flexibility, which basically states that there's greater strength to be flexible and bending than to be rigid and breaking. And so yeah. right now, anybody who has that old definition of, of that strong sense of self, meaning strong, rigid, mm. uh, I can stick to my current beliefs and I, yeah. I can't bend to them, you're mm. going to end up in this day and age with a lot of emotional unnecessary emotional suffering because if you're yeah. flexible you're going to be able to challenge old beliefs you're going to be able to challenge um what's right or wrong for you um and 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 be able to allow yourself to question what people are telling you because right now right now what is, is again another reason i find it so important is we're in an information war we are bombarded with information yeah. every day. Oh, for and, sure. And it's one thing to be bombarded with information, but we're bombarded with corrupt information. Mm -hmm. We're bombarded with deception. Um, yeah. And in between all that, we, we have to discern what's the right, you know, what's the truth and what is the, what's the lies. Um, yeah. And so we have to, we have to really d discern that information. And so we really then have to, you know, build that strong mindset, build that strong intuitive sense 
that allows us to think more conceptually and more critically so that we can start to discern like, okay, what is actually truth here? What isn't truth? What is um, somebody's higher objective here that isn't in my absolute well-being? Um, and, you know, one of the, sorry, I'm just going to digress here for one second. One thing that I like to tell my clients is that, is to just pose this question, which is um, when you're looking at a, a well-being, you're looking at somebody's, you know, total well-being, when you're trying to fix it, you can't fix well-being in isolation. Because if you were to do that and fix well-being in isolation, it's like it's like this. You go to the doctor and you with a heart problem. And the doctor looks at you and says, okay, you know what? I can totally fix your heart. Uh, I know exactly what I need to do. But in the process, I'm going to destroy both your kidneys. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, would you like me to proceed? And the person would, I would assume, look at the doctor like that makes it like, no, no, of course not. I don't want you to proceed because either way, I need both. I need my kidneys and I need my heart. I can't have one or, one or the other. And so that's what it, why I bring in well-being into this and into whether it's, you know, geo, geopolitics and such. Uh, and why it's important is because when you look at somebody's total well-being, you're looking and dissecting a person from um, their... Uh, their well-being, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, uh, their, their economic wealth. So mm -hmm. whether it's their their money, uh, their job, um, or, or their finances. A person, if you're only going to address somebody's economic self and in isolation, you're not looking at somebody's total well-being because then you also have your relationship uh, specter of a person, person's well-being, and which, you know, comprises of, you know, your love and connection and, and, and relationships. And so, it, and then the third one is, is your health, whether it's, you know, nutrition, diet, and exercise. If you're, if you're looking at somebody's total well-being and you're only slicing it and addressing one area of it, it's kind of like that analogy with the heart and kidneys. It's like, you can't take out one or, 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 or do one in isolation while taking the other two out because that's not addressing total well-being. You, we, we've kind of created this separation and disconnection in our current world where, um, we've lost this concept of dealing with total well-being is all all together. Uh, you know, dealing with the heart, dealing with kidneys, dealing with the, the liver on more of a on a smaller scale comparison. Um, we need to we need to look at all all aspects when it comes to well-being. No, <laughs> I digress. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's it's kind of a tough one because all these things mix together. I mean, we have you know, so many aspects that, that make us, uh, I mean, how do I put this? People, you're either freaking out about what's going on right now because there's so many things bombarding mm -hmm. you. I mean, you, you look mm -hmm. at, I mean, we can even dive into the whole political aspect of things and say, you know, what they're trying to do is a psychological warfare. What they're actually trying to do to manipulate you, to keep you in fear state, to keep you not mm -hmm. critically thinking. Right. I'm, I mean, I know you've you've read the silent weapons for quiet wars. I know you've you've read the Rockefeller. I know, I know you've read all these things and you kind of you're yeah. you're diving into these things just like everybody else. And um, yeah. so you kind of see what's happening out there today and, and what they're trying to create with people. And the longer that we stay in this lockdown, I mean, there's many things that could be affected your immune system, your your mental uh, uh, health, your your physical health. If you're not doing anything about it, if you just want to 
relax and, and listen to the plan. Someone will get you through it. If you're depending on someone else to do this. Um, now, I, w- I know one of the things you were talking about, uh, you know, I guess in a broad spectrum, you're talking with your clients as well about um, how to prepare for this. How do you get through this? When, when this is all over, if it's all over, if we have a chance or the what ifs. If the what if, the worst what if happens, uh, more or less like we're talking the destruction of the economy, uh, we have no more, uh, uh, you know, the food chain has been broken down. We have all of these things happening. Now, mm-hmm. you had a really good analogy with the whole when you're going mountain climbing kind of the thing. What do you do mm-hmm. before you do that? So maybe if you want to talk about mm-hmm. that for a minute, because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was bringing up to kind of put it into to perspective for uh, uh, people is when they hear that word, you know, preparation, it's like freaks them out. Um, but we're we're really being challenged right now. We're being tested right now. And so when you are somebody who I guess I'll call it mental fitness. Um, when you're walking just a plane um, or flat plane, you can't really discern people's different levels of mental fitness because we're all on the same level playing field. So you can be, you know, really mentally fit or you can be not really mentally fit, but you wouldn't really lead out or notice the difference, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with um, coronavirus, when that came, it's like the universe presented this um, this little hill in front of us. And so now there's this hill that we need to climb. And with this hill, um, people are being challenged because this is just showing you, okay, who's mentally fit and who's not mentally fit. And and the people who aren't mentally fit or who aren't spiritually, you know, strong mm. are struggling with this. They're They're really like, they're living in that fear space and fear is essentially uncertainty. And so I feel like with, with, with uncertainty or fear, the one way to address it is to just to keep learning and learning and learning uh, and educating yourself because we're in a day and age right now that we are actually being forced to be adults. We, we have to think for ourselves. We have to, um, you know, conceptually uh, and critically go through information so that we can make better decisions and so it's uh you know that it shows you the, the one hill and i'll get to this next part and then the, i feel like the the next hill is if you're not mentally fit and you're already struggling over covid and the lockdowns and, and fear of the the virus itself imagine if we get to the mountain and we actually do hit the eclipse or we hit the point of economic collapse or monetary system collapse um or we're being challenged to get you know vaccines and we don't want to uh, you know, a whole host of things. What happens is now we have to climb this 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 bigger mountain and, and test our mental fitness to go through that. And if we're climbing a mountain, just you know, an actual real, real mountain now, you would never climb a mountain without any tools. You would never climb a mountain, especially for the first time, without yeah. a, a backpack, with say ropes or with water or you know the right food, without the right tools. You would never do that. And yet, people right now. Um, are living in the sense where they think it's crazy somebody who is educating themselves and who is trying to prepare for things that you know, anything the inevitable whether it's you know having money or gold or um or, ca- or sorry cash or having uh, extra food you know that's just um up until probably two decades two three decades ago or a generation ago um 
that was just a standard way of life. We saved for a rainy day. We planned and we prepared. We we had these things because we knew, or, or those, you know, the people who grew up post-war knew how bad it was that you you just planned and you prepared for this kind of stuff because um, that's just how it was. But we really, this generation has taken this just-in-time new approach to life, which is just the time having just enough money in your bank account or just enough food to get you through a couple days in the, in your house. And yeah. that's a pretty, to me, that's a pretty scary, um, it's scary, but also I think there's, there's a structural problem or crack within society. If we're thinking in that way, this, um, up until recently, that's just not how anybody lived. Everybody always had something to, to fall back on. And yeah. yet now, Anybody who, who still continues to live by those principles are kind of judged and laughed at. Like, how can you, why would you have that? Why would you store that? You can just go to run to the grocery store. And we just, we take so for granted, we just really take for granted right now mm-hmm. and live in kind of this um, with blinders on thinking everything's just going to be okay. Uh, you know, I know my, my mother who's younger than me and generations younger than me, they just have, they have no, um, they have no experience of enduring any suffering or enduring anything bad. So they're yeah. being led by the yeah. ego part of the brain, which is the mm-hmm. subconscious limbic part that has zero references in there built up that anything could go bad. Yeah. And so they're relying on that ego part of the brain to say, hey, everything's going to be okay because nothing's bad ever happened and everything's always just hype. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then I'm the one who might be looked at as, oh, look at Christine. She's crazy. She's reading. She's educating. She's uh, planning. She's preparing and whatever, doing these things. And I, it's funny that I would be unjudged thinking I'm the crazy one. Whereas, you know, it's all reference point. I look at people and think, oh, my God, you know, to to live blindly like that to me is mm. I think they're the crazy ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of a, I, I, I um I was talking about this earlier today with uh, another fellow on a stream and, um, hmm. you know, that was the dichotomy I kind of pulled out of that. Like, if you want, again, sorry, the the actual fractionation, I guess the left, the right, the labeling, if you want to call it that. Um, I, I was kind of suggesting that that's why a lot of the people, if you will, on the right, I'm just going to say, you know, critically thinking people. <laughs> you know, yes. those yeah. types of people like myself, yourself, we just want to live. We just want to get on with things. We don't want to be bothered. Right. We don't need to go outside and say, uh, look at me, look at me, right? We're, we're just happy being who we are. Um, mm-hmm. But these mm-hmm. people, you know, somehow have gotten the voice of society. And and it, it seems that they're taken for the same people, and now we are the crazy ones. Just as you were kind of going down that road a little bit there, and I wanted to uh, throw this at you. You know, like we talk about that that fellow there that goes to the, um, you know, he wants to get his body parts waxed, right? And um, it's crazy, right? We we know this is wrong, but if you actually challenge that idea, that idea, ideology, yep. you are the one that's crazy, yep. and that's how they're silencing yep. the critical thought. Right. And this is what people yeah. need to understand. You need to ignore that and just use your voice. And if more and more of us do that, we can correct what's happening out there. But if you lay down and say, I don't want to be labeled, I don't want to be called some sort of racist or supremacist, white supremacist, whatever, they, that should not work. If you are, you know, solid in who you are and you know you're not that, exactly. go ahead 
and say what you got to say. Use your voice. As you put it, put your big boy pants on and do it because that's who you are. And we're sitting here in society letting them squash us like a bug. Mm -hmm. And it's time we push back, right? Yeah, Um, 100%. And there, there's so many, you know, so many things that I can address with that. One is mm. that um, people people haven't, I, I don't believe, been taught to, they don't actually know how to think critically. Like, I don't think we're, we challenge each other enough right. to do it. Um, and I know that, you know, when I'm working with clients, I find that I'll get to a, a certain um, plateau or I'll get to, a, not a plateau, but a point where they're like, okay, you're, you've pushed me to my limit. Yeah. Uh, I need a break. I can't do this. I don't, I don't want to dive deeper. I don't want to figure that out too much for me. Um, and, and it's because I just feel like that we, we try to focus on changing the outside world to suit our current self instead of the other way around building resiliency yeah. so that we can adapt to any kind of changing environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- one of the reasons that happens is when you don't know who you are, um, what happens is, is if you have a few beliefs um, that are, you know, in that limbic part of your brain, but the, if you think of a, of a belief, belief as a table and the belief is this, you know, top part of the table here, in order to have that belief completely so, uh, stable and, and strong and solid, you need to have um, just like a table, you know, at least, you know, the, the four legs uh, and, 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 you know, many more if it's really tight and strong. And so I find right now, at first, when I was unsure what was going on, say with COVID, uh, I, I I couldn't just accept, okay, I'm just going to follow what everyone else is doing, because I thought, all I have is this one reference. And so it was kind of swaying with the wind. Uh, and then when I started challenging it, my I was challenged my own sense of self, because it started to, to question my beliefs as in judgment, like, Oh, geez, everyone's judging me. Um, is that good or bad? Or people are, are disagreeing with me and, and they don't like that I'm challenging them and I'm making them uncomfortable. And so without having a strong sense of self, if I only had that one reference point to go, okay, no, you're confident based off of one reference, I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, sway with any, anything that comes my way and tip the, 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 the table over. But if you learn, meaning you go out and you build tons of references to support, you know, these legs to support this belief, people can come at you and people can judge you and, and, and or if they want to shame you and do these kind of things um, with having the more these references to solidify your sense of self to solidify the beliefs of what you hold and have, you're, you're not going to you're not going to topple. And so that's what building a strong sense of self means is, is you, um, you are okay, and you're flexible challenging your current beliefs but at the same time you're either uh, flexible to be open to change current beliefs or you're getting more educated to build new references to support a current belief and that's really what's important right now is we have to understand that concept and understand uh how to how to deal with strengthening the mind and our uh, belief system so we can discern the difference between what it means to be flexible Mm -hmm. and, and what it means to be strong so that we we can either you know go one way or the other either solidify a current belief or to change an old one but not just sit in the fence and just kind of do make decisions out of fear and uncertainty yeah no that's that's very fair um i'm i i was just noticing um 
uh, in the comments here, I, I, I wanted to talk about this for a minute because I think it's really important. And this is something that I've been working on uh, really hard to understand, um, you know, interaction with people, understand the language people speak and, and what it is they're actually trying to ask of you or dictate to you, right? There's a difference there in my mind. Um, in other words, they either want to train you through manipulation on how they want you to act or they're telling you something and they want you to kind of read between the lines and listen to what they're saying, I guess, in so many words. Um, but here the, the, the comment was, um, and thank you, Plaid Army Girl, for, for putting that out there. Uh, other people are very good at telling you how to treat them. Just make sure you're listening. And that's very true in many ways, in a good light and a bad light. Um, as I was saying, um, you know, if, if, if somebody doesn't like something you're saying, you can tell by their, their body posture, by their, um, by many things, you know, even if you're listening hard enough, even the energy between the two, the conversation, you can feel, Ooh, something's not right about this conversation. Um, but on the other hand, you can also see that, for instance, if you're talking to someone who has narcissistic tendencies, you would notice that they're trying to manipulate the conversation, whether, you know, I'm going to try and be the victim here or the, the silent treatment or something like that. So you kind of have to be cognizant. And if you have, as you put it, and, and maybe you can clarify a little more, but I feel that if you have that intuition and in what they're trying to do, yeah. you can understand yeah. this is a negative thing and I need to kind of squash this conversation or this is yeah. really, uh, you know, I need to understand more about what this person, the, the, the language I'm getting back from this person. Th does that yeah, make exactly. sense to you? Yeah. It, it makes sense. And I feel like it's important to know and understand that uh, when it comes to somebody's opinions, just as much as I don't maybe want somebody to change my opinion mm. or to you know really attack me, right. I also don't want to do that to somebody else. So right. to me, I would only hold discussions with people who are open to have open open discussion who are able to agree to disagree mm -hmm. and who again are coming from that, you know, if you're, you're sensing that where they're saying the words, but yeah. the energy you're feeling attached to it doesn't match right. um, that, that will make that, that will make people feel uncomfortable. So when, when you're, when you feel any kind of um, incoherence in the body, which mm -hmm. is you have different energies, the, the verbal energy and the um, uh, emotional energy don't match. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable and you're not, you're going to tend to not want to, hang out with those people. And so right. with, the, with, with anyone who is um, challenging me, I will, you know, have to have that intuitive sense because there are people who are coming at you purely inquisitively mm -hmm. with uh, love, joy, or peace and in, in, in those emotions. I think that's great, wonderful discussion to have. And I'd, you know, love hearing all different views because again, I'm here to learn and I'm here to educate and I want to make good informed decisions, not just uh, biased decisions. Um, but if somebody's coming at me and saying something and it's not matching and they're, maybe they're saying something good, but the energy relating to it that I'm picking up is, is, is making me feel fear. It's making me feel uh, judged or shame. Uh, I'm probably not going to have a conversation with them or continue that conversation because it's not going to be open dialogue at that point. You can tell that that person is uh, whether they're they're living in fear or they're living in uncertainty or they're you know narcissistic. Uh, and and this is really just a, an aside with narcissistic behavior. When I'm uh, I've worked with a lot of uh, mostly 
mostly women uh, who are in relationships with somebody who's narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very hard to be in a relationship with somebody like that because mm-hmm. what they do is they manipulate it and they turn it and make it feel like it's your fault. And so if you have a belief system that says it is my fault, you'll buy into it. But the energy part of it is mm-hmm. where this comes into play is that um, the the people, you know, especially narcissistic people uh, and, and, and others, if they don't know how to source their own energy, um, specifically say through meditation, because right. if you, when you um, meditate, you're able to connect, you're able to fill up your energy source, you're able to um, balance your energy so you feel more coherent. Yeah. And, and, and to do that is free and you can do that 24 seven. But if you mm. don't know how to do that, what you end up doing is stealing other people's energy. And what that means is you're putting them down because when you put somebody down, it makes you feel good. Um, or you steal from them because you want something that they have. And so you steal from them. So you're actually just stealing energy. And, and at the same time, you're hurting others. And so in a, in a spiritual sense, that's, you know, uh, it's so sad that if we don't learn how to source our own energy, which is free, which is available anytime, we end Absolutely. up stealing from others. Yeah. And, and, and then all we do is divide and judge, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, uh, causes chaos in, within yeah. society. Absolutely. And I, you know, even politically, I can see that, um, today, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at a lot of the leaders, I, I'm going to throw it out there. Trudeau was a huge narcissist in my mind. I, I, I'm not a, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> practitioner in any way that I can actually say he is, but in, if, yeah. if I could say, I would say he definitely is. And, and, um, he does not like to be judged. He does not like to be challenged. He does not, he wants to be a dictator because he wants to control all situations. And if you can take that sort of a person and and look at life, uh, you'll find them, you know, as, as a tyrant boss or as a, uh, a sibling that, you know, an older sibling or whatever the case is, you'll see it in life. And it's a very, um, um, I, I guess it's interesting because I've talked to a few buddies that I've said, do you, do you understand the kind of relationship you're in? I, I mean, and, and they just don't, they don't see it. They don't, they don't want to so, understand that. No, 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 we're okay because it's fine. That's just the way we are. And I said, but what is the way you are? Like, are, are you happy with this? Yeah, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, so who are you in the relationship? You ask them that. Are you 50% in the relationship or is this person kind of running the show and you're just sort of, you know, running around with the broom? Is that because if that's what it is, then then you're it's not a 50-50, right? So you, I, 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 people really need to understand what um, when you're going out there and you have enough of who you are and it's not being, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, to be brazen, you're not going out there to just say, uh, you know, I'm I'm the crap, right? But I mean, you're full enough to say that when you're in a relationship, you don't need you don't need to buy into someone else's BS, right? You can right. say, no, you know, that's yeah. not that's not cool, and I'm not doing that for you, right? So I I don't know, maybe you can speak on that a little bit, but um, you know, or, or examples that you see in life right now. Um, even in the political atmosphere, whatever, whatever comes to mind, but yeah, anything. One of the things, um, so going back to when you were, uh, said, you know, Trudeau, yeah. um, for me, I think one of the reasons that people struggle with really connecting with him is because 
he's a he's a classic case of the words that come out of his mouth don't match the energy that's attached to it and like mm. i said it, yeah. you know somebody who's authentic somebody who's genuine will have an energy that matches what they say with what it makes people feel and mm. so if that's there and it's authentic and it's genuine people will pick up on it and will make them feel good mm. however with trudeau um, the words that come out of his mouth, and you know, again, just in my opinion, is mm-hmm. that energy does not match his words, which yeah. then puts me in a state of incoherence, right. and I, I do not, I, I just personally feel uncomfortable being with people who are, um, who aren't genuine and who yeah. are, who aren't authentic because you don't know the true story you're getting, and so mm-hmm. you just, you know. You, puts your raiders up on high alert to just go, you know, do what, can I trust this person? Can I not trust this person? And so that's just for me when it comes to him, that's one of the things that kind of uh, throws me off. And then I was trying to think of the last, I I wanted to say something, but I can't remember the last thing you said. Um, Well, I'll work on that for a minute. Let me just remember what I said. But um, when you say authentic, um, so what comes to mind for me and, and I maybe, and again, I'll ask you to, to dive into it a little more than this, but um, I always say this to people, an authentic person is this, uh, the person that you know at work, the person that you know at the soccer field, the, the person mm-hmm. that you know everywhere <laughs> is the person, is the person, is the person. But if you get the work person, the home person, the this person, the, that is not an authentic person. That is not someone comfortable with being themselves at work. Now, I know, I mean, obviously your demeanor changes a little bit. Let's let's face it. I mean, you're not going to go to work and, you know, put your feet up on your desk like you would at home. But I, I'm saying who you truly are is at work. Yeah. And then if you knew the person in their personal life, it's like, who, who's that? Because that's not who you are at work. Now, mm-hmm. it, is that more or less what so, you're thinking? If you could describe yeah, a th- what, authenticity with a person. Absolutely. So I agree with that. Authenticity to me is who you are with the people you know and with a, a true stranger and, and you treat them exactly the same, that's being authentic, right? That's yeah. being authentic. But mm-hmm. what, what people don't understand is that someone will come up to me and, and say they're, they're, they're authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they actually are saying to me is they're being honest. Being honest mm-hmm. isn't the same thing as authentic. That's Just because point. you're being honest can mean that you are honest with what your subconscious is telling you mm-hmm. and you're aligned to the subconscious part of your brain, even though your beliefs might not be completely uh, in alignment, mm-hmm. but you think you're being authentic because you're aligned to these beliefs. To me, being authentic is you're actually aligned to your heart center, to your intuition, to your soul. That's being authentic to me. Right. Um, and so what you're saying and the energy that's coming out with what you're saying, those energies are in alignment and they match. So mm-hmm. that to me is kind of the difference of like honesty and, and authenticity. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Uh, I never really thought about it that way, being honest, because people also portray that as being authentic. And that's... Uh, exactly. So it's a huge thing, you know, when... Um, yeah. I, I guess oh, it's... Sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. Just one other thing. To me, yeah. authenticity, I just, you know, this thought came in. True authenticity... Um, is when your conscious brain, your conscious brain and your intuition are all in alignment. So mm-hmm. that belief rings true on all three levels. That right. That's genuine authenticity. Mm-hmm. I can remember, you know, in the earlier days, I used to listen to uh, like uh, Tony Robbins. I'd get a lot of things uh, from mm-hmm. him, right? And that was one of the things he always used mm-hmm. to preach. In other words, um, I guess if I could, um, you know, the footnotes of it were when you say something, mean it. 
when when you when you tell something when you when you portray that this is the person you are mean it right if you don't if you don't want to have that kind of conversation mean it always be the same person always have the same filters on always have the same people know what to expect from you right i guess it, if if that makes sense um i'm trying to I word it in a way I, I, but go ahead i get it i know yeah. what you're saying yeah of course i always have my two cents yeah um, that's fine <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah what i feel about that is it's true you yeah. our goal is to be you know to be authentic but yeah. what i just find is we can only be our true 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 authentic with a certain few amount of people mm-hmm. because there are just people out there a, a majority of people who actually can't handle the truth they yeah. they think they can handle the truth yeah. and they say they want you to be honest with you yeah. and as soon as you show your authenticity as, sh- as soon as you show what you're thinking if it differs then if a difference fra- differs from what they're thinking or it mm-hmm. challenges them to question their beliefs yeah. or you're different they're humans are very if you don't have a strong sense of self humans can't handle being around people who are different we tend to uh, seek people who are similar to us and so i find that often to me i will in my mind think i'm, I'm authentic and i'm being my authentic self always mm-hmm. but i am going to judge my level of honesty not authenticity because mm-hmm. again that gets confused i'm going to that's fair um I'm going to monitor that level of honesty to somebody based on what I feel they can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've done that where I'm going to be truly authentic yeah, and truly yeah. honest on all levels. <laughs> uh, and then kind of turn on you, yeah. right? They kind of turn on you because they're like, oh no, they're either intimidated by you or uh, they're uh, dissimilar from you mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to, they don't know how to process it and deal with that. And so then they end up pulling away. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of monitor that based on, on the audience of how much, you know, I'm always authentic, mm-hmm. but the honesty is something not that I'm dishonest. I'm, I'm only going to give you as much information that I think you can handle. And if you can handle more, I'll go one level farther. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, there's a, when you actually are an, not, not confident, but an esteemed yeah. person and know who you are, you what to me that means is that you don't need to convince everybody of what your opinion is. You're okay just knowing what your opinion is, and it's good enough for you to know that you don't have to convince them. Does that make sense? It does actually. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, shout out to uh, history. Thank you so much for the contribution today. I appreciate that. Um, and and history uh, basically, he just said here that uh, be yourself. It's far easier than trying to be someone else. Uh, oops, there we go. And, and the consequences will show you who your friends and enemies are. Um, I truly believe that. And I think we've had these conversations <laughs> oh, so about finding your tribe, right? And, and yes. right, as you delve through life, I mean, you go to the grocery store, you're going to find people that, okay, I get it. You're not going to be able to deal with what I'm going to say. So you kind of have to, yeah. you have to work with it. It doesn't mean you're not yeah, being who exactly. you are. It's just like, okay. This is this is all I can tell you. You're getting the watered down version, and and that's that's the level of conversation we're going to have. Um, but with people you can trust 110% in your closer circle, you can just you know be completely vulnerable and expose everything because you know in return yeah, exactly. they will do the same, right? Exactly. And one yeah. of the reasons is is that trust is something you earn with people. Mm-hmm. Trust is not something you just have a wide open door. 
and yeah. just let anybody yeah. in, right? That's and right. so the way I like to explain that to, to clients is that when you're building trust, it's like you're you're building this wall outwards. And so you have this wall, say, out, you know, just, you know, out this far and, you you know, the person's like, okay, yeah, they, they're, they seem pretty trustworthy. You open a little door and you let them in and let them in a little bit uh, closer. And then, you know, you keep building the wall out and letting more, them see a little bit more of you. Um, but trust, I feel, is important because that's what I, I really am wanting to discern the difference between honesty, trust, and authenticity is because some people have to earn the um, respect of you for you to be fully, um, not just authentic, but honest with them. So again, those are two different things. And so, yeah, to uh, it's really important. And, and right now, people are being challenged. You know, COVID is really testing people right now. Because yeah, even totally. in you know, my own circle, I had, I had thought that I'd known, I'd known people quite well and could be completely mm-hmm. genuine and honest and mm-hmm. so all i was doing in the beginning was questioning covid that's all i was doing was just questioning it right um and uh they didn't they didn't like it and mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh what just happened yeah how did that how did covid come between between us i thought we were all good and great um yeah. and it did and so what i what i always you know to make peace with that is um one is i will always say never change your message change mm-hmm. the people yes and yes. you know a lot of us what we like to do is we instead of changing the people, we want to keep the people and changing our message. Right. And that's not a good sense of self. It's right. like, it's okay to keep your message and know who you are mm-hmm. and change your tribe, change the people that, that will suit you. Um, and then the other aspect of that is, is when you are on a spectrum of personal growth and as you begin to grow and, and you're in a relationship, you know, whether, you know, platonic romantic kind of relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if, when, when you start to grow and say you're about right here, you can probably tolerate it. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're kind of on the same page, and it's not great, not ideal, but I can I can deal with it. But as you continue to grow, and this person stays the same, yeah, um, my pro, I, I changed my approach and how mm. I deal with that now. Before, what I wanted to do was keep pulling this person to match me, and what it would look like is I'd be nagging them or I'd be pressuring them. And finally, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I want you to choose. I want you to be truly happy. And so I'm here and I don't mean that in a higher, I just mean yeah. showing that in a you know, right. kind of a perspective. Mm-hmm. If I'm here and another person's here as in, in growth, I look at it as I want to set you free so you can be truly who you are with right. your people who make you feel good. Where and so at. when that happens and that conflict happens and all of a sudden I thought somebody I knew, I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I get upset or that I get angry yeah. or, uh, I get you know sad about or, or, or start feeling bad on myself. It's mm. I come to that understanding. It's okay to set somebody free yes. so that they can be in their tribe or they can be mm. around a situation that's a, the level of growth of where they're at. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a great analogy of that, and uh, that's exactly it. That the people around you, you want um, you want them to be authentic with you. You don't want them to be humoring you or or just uh, yeah. with you. I guess um, you know we. Uh, well, some to, people do. <laughs> well, that's true, and and so some you kind of <laughs> yeah, and and they just they just don't want to be alone, so they'll just get along to get along, kind of a thing, yeah. and. Yes. You know, it's it, and that's what I would find too. Um, as you grow and learn, if people aren't with you and don't want to do that, they'll either find their own tribe, they'll either go their own way. Yes. But it's good because you're all being, you're all going where you belong. You're all going with the people that right. have alignment with what you're thinking or feeling or exactly. whatever the case is. So, and it's not for exactly. everyone. And some people can't handle exactly. that kind of a change 
change no. to them is 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 stressful and they just want exactly. that it, is. it needs to be comfortable i just need to be comfortable in my blanket and i, I don't want anything else and and it's yeah. painful for someone to go sure. through that um it, it is you know yeah speaking from experience because i've been there i mean i i've i've had to go through stuff like that and you know i'm not going to say i'm not uh you know above any of this the reason i know this is because i've gone through it and you know like yourself you're saying uh so it's it's tough and i think if we can try to help people at least spark something to say why am i doing this why am i doing the eggshell walk around my house why at work do i feel like i can't say a damn thing Mm -hmm. I'm afraid mm-hmm. um, my boss doesn't let me say anything or anything like that. A relative mm-hmm. that's very abrasive and you get that. I don't want to go see them, but I have to because they're family. Um, <laughs> even family. It's okay mm-hmm. to keep them at arm's length. And that's what people need 100%. to know. Your your mother, yep. your brother, your sister, whatever. Yep. It's okay. If they are toxic <laughs> to you, let them go. <laughs> Just let them go. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, a lot of people do that? struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. I find a lot of people do struggle with that. Mm. Uh, they think that a friend is a different than a, a family. And, yeah. and I always say that a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. In order for a relationship to work, there has to be an equal amount of energy given and taken. And so I used to think way back, you know, in my day um, that I was black and white in relationships, thinking that oh, if this person's not doing this, then I guess I can't be friends with them anymore. But I finally realized that I can still be friends with people, but if they're giving me 20% of their energy, I'm going to peel it back and only give them 20% of mine so that yeah. I feel like I'm not resentful or I'm not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't. You, you can have a gray area, mm-hmm. um, as in it's okay if, if they're giving you 100 and you're giving them 50, that relationship is just not going to last very long term because... Right. Again, a relationship has to be 50-50, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a family member or if it's a friend or if it's a coworker. Yeah. Yeah. All relationships are exactly the same. So as long as you're giving equal as an energy, mm-hmm. um, really what it comes down to is uh, a lot of people, one of the biggest uh, conflicts I find in relationships is that people don't have the same um, love currency, mm-hmm. which basically means that one person thinks they're given 80% and the other person thinks they're getting 80%, yeah. but they both feel like they're only filled up 20%. Right. So then you're like, well, the, the math, the math's not adding up. Yeah. So how's that, how's that possible <laughs> that we're both giving 80? Yeah. yeah and nobody, yeah. nobody feels like they're filled up. And that's mm-hmm. because, um, what people tend to do is they will show people their affection or give them attention or give them uh, love and compassion that isn't in their currency. And so if somebody uh, finds that they need quality time and another person needs um, acts of service, what's happening is you're both giving each other a lot of energy, but I call it currency because it's like if, if my, my currency is quality time and somebody keeps uh, trying to give me attention with acts of service, I'm, my, my energy is not picking up on it because you can't um, you can't force it. You can't think it and go, oh, I, what a nice person. That person is really, you know, doing mm-hmm. all these things for me. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess it's me. I'm just not feeling grateful. And it's not, right. that's not it at all. It's you, you can't only, you know, there's the, and if you're, if you're dealing with energy, there's a, there's a language of the soul yeah. uh, and that language of the soul is feeling. And so you can't talk yourself into what you need to feel you yes. have to feel it and so if that person is isn't giving me quality time 
I can't convince myself to myself and to access service to accommodate that. It, yeah. It's not going to work. And so it's either I can find somebody who's capable of giving me quality time, or I ask the person, are you able and willing to, to give me that quality time? And of course, yeah. if they're like, yes. And now we're back on check where I'm giving 80 and they're filled up 80 yeah. um, and vice versa, because now we're, we're speaking the same currency. And so mm -hmm. people will, when they're not on the same level of currency, it's like U.S. dollars and um, Canadian dollars. Yeah. If you're a Canadian and you're getting a whole bunch of U.S. dollars, but you don't have a bank to convert it at, mm -hmm. you just got this whole pile of cash you can't do anything with. And that so sense. that's where a lot of conflict will happen with, with right. relationships as in when you're talking about that giving 50, 50, right. it's, it's just mis miscommunication. And so, um, it, to me, it really comes down to at the end of the day, in order to build a strong, uh, a strong well-being, as in having, you know, a strong mental capacity and having a strong spiritual self, it comes down to answering a few essential questions, which is who am I? Um, mm -hmm. and knowing exactly how to answer those questions, because if you have no reference point, you have no idea where to be, begin with that. Right. And, and it's essential. Um, and I'll just, I'm sorry, there's just one thing I just want to break down here. For example, uh, one of the ways we can answer that question is by understanding our values. And so yeah. for me, I struggled for a lot of years. So like I said, I had a, um, have a degree in, in business and finance. And so I was working downtown oil and gas company as a business analyst. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's third floor working, you know, with the VPs doing strategic planning. I was like, this is amazing and great. Except my, in my heart, it was just this existential void. I was like, what is wrong? Like this should, this should feel good. What, why can I like this job? Like I thought this is what I've always wanted to work towards what I wanted to do. Um, but I just felt empty on the inside. And, and I, I kept forcing something. I was like something, Something's mm -hmm. wrong. Something's missing. Why is it these people, you know, can go to work nine to five, and I feel like I have a noose around my neck? Like I don't understand what's happening with me. There's something wrong with me. And it came down to knowing what my values are. And my top three values that I finally figured out are authenticity, respect, and freedom. And if you are trying to force a job mm -hmm. that violates one of your top three values, and you don't know that you don't know who you are. You're going to, it's like trying to force that square peg in a round hole. You're going to try to force yourself to be somebody you're not. And every time that you do and you go and take a job that violates that value, you're mm. the one that's just going to feel uh, incoherent. And so for me, I was like, I'd rather yeah. take the hard road, work for myself, and, mm. and, and it won't be a lot more difficult to do that. Yeah. But I'd rather have more difficult and be fulfilled on the inside yeah. and have all my values in alignment because yeah. by working for myself, I can be authentic. I don't have to uh, follow somebody's rules that I, um, you know, think are, mm. are, aren't genuine. I don't have to uh, deal with, say, a manager that I completely disrespect and just, right. you know, or is disrespectful. And, mm. and then I have the freedom to to do as I please in, as in my hours. And so that's where yeah. it might seem harder for some people. But for me, it brings um, balance and peace because my all my values are in alignment. But it took me knowing that part of myself, one aspect of what are values so that now I can find relationships and jobs that are in alignment with me, with me. So again, it comes down to don't change the message, change the people. So I finally was like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I am. I can't change that. I've tried it. Uh, so embrace who I am and now find something that will align with those values. So yeah. that's just one aspect of understanding uh, who I am. The second aspect is, is People have really neglected their spiritual health. People really neglected their their spiritual um, 
aspect of, you know, body, mind, spirit, you know, we have the, the body part, there's lots of diet programs and exercise programs, everything that, that exists out there. We've got tons of um, uh, even, you know, personal growth kind of classes that, you know, that's earth psychology, I guess that, that there, you know, that's kind of more well known, but the one that's really been deprived, I think is the spiritual self. And, and it's just in our culture, we aren't taught, we're, we're taught to be afraid of, of spirituality, even the, the word. And it's usually, I find because people will cross it with religion and yeah. I just see religion and spirituality is completely two completely different components. You can mm -hmm. have religion with spirituality, but they don't have to go hand in hand. And so yeah. I would call myself a, a spiritual person, not a religious person. And mm -hmm. so one of the aspects with that is we are so disconnected with our intuitive selves, um, our spirit, which I, AKA I call spiritual self. Um, we're so disconnected with it. And so we are making decisions, following everybody else's perfect ideal life instead of following uh, our our own ideal life or our own intuitively um, fulfilling life. And so we've just been taught to to quiet that voice and to quiet that sixth sense and to just rely on what the brain's telling us to do. Like, oh, no, this is what this person says I should do. or this, mm -hmm. this yeah. you know. And so we've kind of neglected this part part of ourselves and that's where um i find meditation comes in you hear the word meditation and i love how in a western yeah. culture we just yeah. love to commercialize everything because you yeah. hear meditation and instantly you think of yoga and and, yeah. and relaxation or stress release yeah. and i'm like that is that's great yeah. um there, that's for sure one aspect of it but that's mm -hmm. not the true main reason of why we meditate um and and it's it's to to connect with that part of the spiritual part of ourselves it's to to feel that source of energy within ourselves that, you know, gives us that fire and that passion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and as simple as it seems to, you know, you just go turn on a meditation or go turn on a, a video or music and you just meditate, like there's more to it. Mm -hmm. There's more to it in understanding how to actually do that. And I feel like it's essential for people to not just learn about, um, you know, history and learn about economics and uh, learn about psychology. It's also important to learn about that that spiritual aspect and not forget that part of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, you know, that's kind of getting up. Uh, someone mentioned that before in the in the chat here too. Getting up with some sort of uh, purpose and 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 you know, your life mm -hmm. has some sort of meaning. Um, I can tell you there yes. was there was probably a time in my life where I felt like I was riding this infinite bus going nowhere. You felt like you were just mm -hmm. in the seat and your head is bobbing with the bumps and then you, you get on, you get off at the same stop every day and there's there's nothing. It it just felt like nothing. It I'm just, I get up, I got to get through this and I, I go home and there's just nothing. There's nothing there. And and it's because there's no purpose. There's no value. You're not You're not listening to what you desire, right? You're not aligned with that mm -hmm. sort of an idea. Um, but I wanted to dive down a couple more things before we... Um, we kind of end the stream here in a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, really important things that I have found through a, a lot of my buddies talked about this all the time. Um, and, and it is a, a very, um, I, I don't know, I, I guess I'm finding right now, especially around this age, a lot of my friends are at mm -hmm. this point and, and they realize that, and it's like that, it's like that bus. And um, it has to do with kids as well. Where the kids fit in to the hierarchy of the family. Now, I've heard this many times, and I'm probably going to get a big backlash on people with this one. But my life is for my kids. I live for my kids. 
I hear that so often from parents, and they think that it is such a disgusting thing to think otherwise. And to me, the parents' lives are there to teach your kids to be independent on you. It's when we don't feel enough that we want our kids to be dependent on us so that therefore they are our life. We want love from them because we're not getting it from anywhere else. We don't have enough. So we take it. We're stealing it from our kids. We're putting our kids in an unfair relationship with us. And the relationship is we are teachers. We bear the torch of knowledge. We bear the torch of, of, of showing them what a cohesive relationship should be teach them how to go out into life and be prepared. If you want to speak on that, and then the next thing, I'm just going to prep you for this one too, is um, contracts, the hidden contract, which means you were talking about that before. Um, So I do this for you to make you feel good, but the guilt trip is there that you owe me, right? It's you owe me one later, don't you forget it. But you don't, whether or not you realize you're doing it, the hidden contract is there. So let's talk about the whole dynamic with the family and, and then yeah. let's talk about the hidden contract okay. after. Absolutely. Um, so first off, in, in defense to somebody who might say that or feel uh, in disagreement to what you, you said as a statement, I just feel like uh, there's no such thing as good or bad or right or wrong. It really comes down to cause and effect. Yeah. Um, and I just think that our society raises moms in a way to feel like that's it that's our job that's our duty um you know yeah. totally i'll totally throw this a field that i also deal with people is um when it comes to relationships and, and sex is because a woman a woman feels like they have this duty mm-hmm. um and, and you know it's not like we were sat down anywhere that you know as a, as a wife you're, you're supposed to be you know like this to your husband you're supposed to be like this for your kids right um but it's just this like adaptive behavior it's it's what we see or what we learn whether it's through movies or our own parents mm-hmm. um and so at the end of the day uh you know i had a i had a lesson with this very early on so mm-hmm. uh, i i used to be that person who felt exactly that and my son when he was um eight months old we had learned that his plates in his head were fused. So it's called sagittal synostosis. And so um, very quickly we learned he needed to have this surgery. And which basically uh, meant that they had to drill the whole top of his skull, take it out, crack it and put it back in. So to me, it sounded completely a basis for this, you know, little, little baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was pretty traumatizing for me. And so I was, I was really struggling through it and I, I wasn't dealing with it really well. I didn't want to talk to people. I was so scared. Mm. Um, I, and, and at the end of the day, I felt it was my fault. I felt like I had done something maybe when I was pregnant or I did, like I thought it was my fault. Um, and I had a lady who helped me with realizing this at the time and just said, Christine, look, it's not your job as a parent to take this child's pain away. It's not your job as a parent to um, make their life easier or to, um, step in and, and, and protect them from everything. It's your job to love and support them as they go through all the, the struggles and all of the challenges in life. That's your role is to pick them up when they fall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Hearing that I could, I could deal with that and I can believe that, you know, I can, I could feel that. And so I, I strongly believe that when it comes to, again, I'll bring you back to the energy component of it. Cause that's how I see it is that, yeah, we are, we are individual beings who have our own source of energy 
And we are all responsible to fill up our own energy sources. And so our kids aren't there to just drain us. They are for the first five years. I mean, again, I've got two yeah. kids. So the first five years feels like you yeah. give them everything and yes. you've got nothing. But eventually yeah. it, it changes around. Mm -hmm. They become a little bit more independent because, again, what you're doing is you're teaching them how to become independent. You're teaching them how to um, rely on filling up their own source of energy so that they can be their their own ind independent beings, right. not just always needing to, to drain you. Our, our job, and it doesn't just come down to, to kids, it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, deal with that, this in, in relationships mm -hmm. with, you know, spouses or our coworkers, you're not responsible for somebody else's happiness. You are not responsible for somebody else's sources of energy. They are. You can help them and you can support them, but you do, you're not there to actually give them everything inside of you so right. that they can deplete you. That That's not why you exist. Mm -hmm. um, and people who think that that is why they exist, it's only because they've just never been taught anything different. They've never right. taught what it means to put themselves yeah. first. And a lot of people get trapped in the belief of selfishness. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are raised thinking that it's it's selfish to put yourself first. They mm -hmm. think it's selfish to um, to to do self care. And to mm -hmm. that, I always just say that's actually not the true definition of selfish. The true definition of selfish is to put yourself first mm -hmm. at the expense of other people. That's yeah. being selfish. Yeah. Just to put yourself first right. without um, causing any any negative behavior to anybody else that's just self-care that's that's not that's not selfish that's fair. Uh, to do that that's actually okay right yeah so yeah i guess that's how i would respond when it comes to um our purpose in life is is bigger than living through vicariously whether it's through tv or living through our kids or living through ourselves right, we, right. we have a much grander bigger purpose um but here's the thing if you're not connected to your soul you're not connected to this part mm. um you're not going to get any guidance you're not going right. to get any guidance of what that might be um or what the next step is that i need to fill that right. up and that's what when you're connected you're going to get the you're going to get the pieces and it's going to start to you might not see the whole picture but you always get the next step right yeah yeah and that's fair so i and and i guess that's something that uh in having conversations with uh you know friends of mine that's they feel that you know say 20 years from now the kids are leaving right and then and then what they were saying to me is I sit across the table yes. from my wife and I don't even know who the hell they are because we didn't work. We didn't do, we, I went to work. Yeah. I came home. She did everything for the yes. kids. Now she feels empty. She's like totally looking at me like what the hell I've got. Not, I, I've got nothing to live for anymore. I, I have got no one to care for. Mm -hmm. I've got nothing. And, and he's like, well, I don't even, I don't even know who you are. What do you like? What do you want to do? Yeah. What, what do we do with ourselves without the kids? Yeah. And it's because they've depended so much on that relationship. They've just yeah. adapted to that sort of dichotomy that they forgot to work on each other. They forgot to keep the bond there. To and, me, it's they forgot to work on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, too. And I mean, that's that's what's important and, and lost in this. And, and this is why I kind of I, I harp on this because it's huge. If when you get to this stage of life, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you wanted all this time, who you are, where you're going. And this is what we're working for. And and learning that in a relationship, the, the first two things that started the whole relationship was you and, and well, at your time, your fiance, girlfriend. And then you guys, you know, you got married. 
That is the root of the relationship. The kids came along, they're, they're you know, I would say, uh, you know, kind of like an appendage of you or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, it you teach them to be independent of you. You teach them everything that you know, you mm -hmm. pass on the information mm -hmm. and they will love you more for that at the end of the day because they will respect that. And they're prepared in life. They don't need someone to hold their hand to go do what they want to do. They're capable. They're capable humans. You you look at today, these kids that want to sit in their basement, they have no, they, no, mom did everything for me. All my laundry. What, why would I ever leave this? <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. So it's kind of one of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it, when it comes to that, I just, I honestly feel like, yeah. again, I don't think it's a good or bad thing or right or wrong thing yeah. or judgment on, on somebody who thinks that. I yeah. just purely think that what happens is, is we are raised, you know, mm. from zero to 18, we're really busy with, with school, going through high school or college. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden we're, we're trying to find a partner. So we find a partner and then we're dealing with wedding and marriage. Mm. And then we've got these kids, uh, our job and kids. And, you know, it doesn't need to go in that order. It can go in yeah. any, any, yeah. any order in, yeah. in, in there. But up until that point, you're so busy. And because you're so busy, you haven't taken the time to actually be still you haven't taken the time you haven't mm. had anyone show you and teach you to answer who yeah. am i and so right. deep down the person who's challenging you on that leo to me is yeah. just uh they know deep down yes. they don't know how to answer who am i but most people feel ashamed to yeah. say and they feel really vulnerable to say i don't know who i am yeah so it's easier then to question and challenge you because what we're doing is we're shifting responsibility off ourselves to somebody else and then we yeah. don't have to think about it right it's like the, the person who you know there's that the thing that where people would rather deal with somebody else's problems than their own yeah um because it's you know it shifts that responsibility but i just yeah. think you know again there's no fault there's no right or wrong it's just right. that no, it's... i just feel like one of the the challenges in society is Nobody is focusing on that because right. we've distanced ourselves from the, the religion right. and church. Yeah. Um, we've lost that spiritual aspect of self. We've mm. lost that spiritual connection with intuition. We've lost our, uh, you know, existential questioning of who yeah. am I and what do I want? Right. And because those are hard questions and they're meant to be hard questions because the whole purpose of life is to figure it out. But yeah. nobody, nobody, um, holds our hand nobody uh, guides us and yeah. leads us in trying to figure out how and because we don't know how we just distract and um keep ourselves busy so we don't have to yeah. um and you think you can get by on it because you think you live with ego for long enough but what ends up happening like myself uh, i'd worked all these years going to school getting you know my degree because i thought this was this is this is who i am this is what i want i want to be the yeah. you know the um, executive and then i got there and went oh my god I just spent whatever it was, eight years of school and mm -hmm. going through these jobs. And I, now I don't even like it. Like, yeah. you're not happy. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah, what do I yeah. do now? I can't, totally. I can't change. So then we get yeah. stuck. Cause you're like, yeah. I just spent all this money. I spent stuck. all this time doing this. You, you, you got to do this now. Yeah. And for me, um, I wanted to, I really, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, yeah. I forced myself to want to try, but, uh, I, I just, I couldn't, I, uh, for me, it just felt so suffocating on the inside. I yeah. I was I was just going down a bad bad path with it. So I yeah. I had to make those shifts and changes. But mm -hmm. I find a lot of people, you know, don't have the support. So for me, I've got you know the best uh, most supportive husband in the world, where I yeah. was able to do that. But I feel like there's you know just people where they they think they know what they want based off of mm -hmm. ego programming, yeah. um, and so then they get to a place and they're like shit. I 
And yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't no, that, gone yeah. through this. Yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't taken the time to figure it out. Now, yeah. now I feel like it's too late. What's so now on? I want to be bitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's absolutely crazy, mm. right? And that's... Uh, mm. um, and so I just want to fill out the next question that I had there. And it, and it, it really is okay. a part of uh, authenticity that you were talking about before. But so the hidden contract idea. Um, mm -hmm. Someone is um, says to you, look... I, you know, I sweep, I, I shoveled your walk for you, or I, I went out there and I did this for you, or I, I washed your yeah. car for you, right? And then later on, it's like, um, yeah, my, you know, my car's dirty and my neighbor didn't wash my car for me. Like, what a jerk. I did it for them. So there's that, you did it with expectation, right? So it wasn't a, an authentic <laughs> yeah. action. You wanted something in return. So there was a hidden contract. Um, maybe explain the, you know, the thought process that goes through someone's mind. Uh, what goes through somebody's mind is, uh, it, this honestly, most people just don't understand this. And I, I really explain it to so many mm -hmm. is you have to be taught how to be loved. You have to taught how to love others. That's yeah. just something that because you're born, you know. Um, and so somebody who does that has not actually, uh, in a normal, uh, what's it called, uh, in a normal attachment style, uh, relationship, they do not actually know how to love or give love. And so mm -hmm. because of it, what they're doing is they're empty on the inside and because they're empty on the inside, they think they've learned mm -hmm. if I do on others, they need to do onto me. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so instead of seeking it out in a different way, which is, okay, look, I'm, I'm feeling empty on the inside. Yeah. It's your responsibility not to just go and assume it. It's your responsibility to ask. And so one mm. of my most favorite questions in, in, reg in, in regards to addressing that is to really ask somebody and say, this is what I need from you. Yeah. What do you need from me in mm. order for you to want to do that? Right. And then you've got an equal relationship. So it comes down to, having a strong sense of self, understanding how to ask for love instead of um, trying to trying to force it onto somebody. Hmm. And it's not that it's good or bad or they're bad people. Right. They just haven't been, been taught how to communicate it yeah. uh, or they haven't taught to understand what it is they're feeling absent or lack of. And so if they hmm. instead came up to you and said, um, hey, you know, Leo, I would love for uh, you to shovel my walk. Hmm. Um what do you need from me in order yeah. for you to want to do that from yeah. me? And then all of a sudden it changes the relationship, whether yeah. it's even in, in a partnership, it changes it where yeah. it feels yeah. equal now. Yeah. Um, and, and the biggest part that happens in, in uh, failed relationships yeah. become is, is called resentment. And so mm. that's called resentment, mm. which means you're giving more than what you're getting back. Right. And what you need to do in that regard is to only give the person what they're willing to give you back. You can't get mad at somebody or put expectations on somebody to be somebody yeah. they're not. And so what we're, we're, we're stuck on the illusion of what we think somebody is instead of the ideal of what they or sorry, um, the reality of what they actually are. And we need to bring that into alignment into what this person really, really is and what this person I think is ideally what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so to me, if somebody um, you know, I guess it was, it wasn't the other way around. I'm just trying to give you the understanding of somebody who would be doing that to you, what would be yeah. going through their mind and what they're thinking. 
um, to address that. If somebody did that to me, uh, I would just, you know, have to, it comes down to asking questions about themselves and turning it around into, um, you know, a better understanding of why, like I've never, I don't think I've ever, I'm just trying to think of how I've experienced that. Oh, how I've experienced that for me is um, if someone say holds me up or holds me a different place where they think we're better friends than we actually are. Mm. Um, and they're like, why well, call you more than you yeah. call me? Yeah. Um, to me, I don't, I don't really, I'll just question it. Like, uh, I mean, I, I would just say, you know, look, my, I'm doing this because I don't feel like I'm getting as much return or, I, mm. but the problem is, is we don't have that strong sense of self to have those difficult, challenging conversations. Right. So then we don't, so we avoid them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and you're right. It's, uh, you know, people don't want to go down the uncomfortable places and the uncomfortable roads. And, and if, if we actually did that, we'd learn to understand each other a lot better on a different level. And I, and I think that's again, a huge part of what's missing in society. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've told you this before and it just makes me cringe when I hear a man say this happy wife, happy life. I just, I want to throat punch him. I do. What are you doing, right? <laughs> but it's true. It, it, yeah. Well, is it or isn't it? I mean, yeah, sure it is. No. But what do you re- what do you lose in return, right? What do you yeah. what do you have right. to gain from that? Because what about me? That's what I say. Well, am I happy making someone else happy all the time? No, that's not my job. So I'm not suggesting that. Because look, men men take pride in that. They want their wife to be happy. We do. I, I'm going to admit Absolutely. that, right? Like we want that. We want That's true. the other, <laughs> yeah. but at, at no at risk, expense. you want to know that, exactly. okay, I'm doing this, but in return, you, you know, I'm feeling good about this whole thing. I'm not feeling like it's a duty as you put it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, it's kind of, um, you know, I, I just don't like that dichotomy that whatever the case is, just keep her happy and you're going to be good. Right, you can go out and have a beer with the boy. Look, if she doesn't want you to go have a beer with the boys, that's a different conversation. Why? Why do you mm-hmm. feel that that's not like? What's the problem with that? What do you feel uh, insecure about it? Do you feel you don't like me having friends? What's the problem, right? But that's the no, kind of conversation you need that. to have, right? Yeah, yeah, and I have that actually quite often come up oh. in in talking to to women in relationships, yeah. and that's where you know I'm like, if they're going, what is it? What are you? Instead of making them feel like they can't go, what is it that mm. you actually want? Like, what would make you feel okay with them wanting to go if they yes. did what for you? And usually yeah. anybody who says that is because they're they're lacking um, attention. They're mm. lacking love in some capacity from mm. that person. Instead right. of, uh, we're, we feel too vulnerable to put ourselves out there and say, look, I need dot 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 specifically mm. from you instead will attack them and make them feel feel bad for doing something right. that they're doing and instead if we just went up and said look i know that you want to go out and have fun with your friends yeah. and in order um to for me to feel happy and supportive of you doing that i need this from you yeah and now you've just pulled that conversation right back to um how is this equal how is this energy exchanged give and take 50 50 where we're feeling full and content with each other because Mm. anybody who is fully Mm. self-esteemed not self-confident somebody who's fully self-esteemed in knowing who they are um will be okay and have that trust with somebody to 
go go out and spend time away from you 100%. um because you you want that you want that for you yeah. know your spouse the whole point of being with somebody i yeah. i feel um and you know i use this uh, saying all the time when it comes to to a soulmate a soulmate isn't somebody who completes you a soulmate is somebody who helps you see your complete self yeah um and and i feel like if you have that in a relationship where you're both doing that equally you have this like bliss on earth kind of relationship right, and i right. fortunately have that with with my husband and i feel That's like yeah. you know, it doesn't come easy it doesn't fall in our yeah. lap we no. definitely have to work on it right yeah. but there's certain mm. things that if i don't have these tools and i don't have the understanding of who i am i'm not able to have the conversations that are mm. needed for us to get to be on the same page with each other and i feel yeah. my heart goes to yeah. out to people who don't feel that because i mm. i truly 100% want that to for everybody because um you know the whole point of existence the whole the whole reason we're alive on this earth really comes yeah. down to yeah. um experiencing life through mm -hmm. struggles and experiencing life through pleasures yeah. you know you know people people try to say i'm going to digress here for myself one minute mm -hmm. people try to discern and or, or separate the ego from the spiritual self but the ego is really a part of you because the ego yeah. is what gives you your five senses mm -hmm. and if our point of life is to experience life we can't experience life without our, our five senses mm -hmm. we are just in a knowing state and knowing something isn't the same as experiencing something. And I'll use that. I use the example of Hawaii, like it's one of my favorite places uh, to ever travel to. And to know that Hawaii is, you know, it's a great, great paradise, you know, paradise yeah. type of, yeah. uh, of a location is one mm. thing. But to go there and actually experience it yeah. um, with all five senses takes it to a new, new other complete level than just say seeing it on your on your screen, right? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. knowing about it. And that's to me what life comes down to is 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 being able to experience it in a blissful state not in a constant suffering and so there's a big difference between struggle and suffer yeah we need struggle because struggle is what helps us to learn mm -hmm. right but suffering's optional and how we get through um and eliminate suffering is by again bringing um, coherence and alignment with your conscious brain, your subconscious brain, and your intuition, and you've got to talk through it. And a lot of us, we just aren't trained to talk to people or can find people that we can openly trust and talk to to bring uh, those three in alignment. Because when they're in alignment, now you're able to experience joy and peace, which is the whole point of life. And you're able yeah. to adapt and, and, and be flexible. Um, it just makes your experience so much, so much more blissful. And I feel like we really take for granted um, the preciousness of living and the preciousness of, of the life and the greatness that we have because we yeah. stay stuck in being rigid and, and, and therefore endure unnecessary suffering. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, a, I, I don't know, you know, it's a lot for everybody to take in. It's a lot for everybody to I kind know, of process I, that, When right? I talk, I'm just like, no, no, it, it, exactly. it makes sense. It's just, um, yeah. you know, to kind of process the whole thing. And, and it just depends on, I guess, where we are in our journey, I suppose, in life, what your understanding is of all of this. Uh, to some people, yeah. this may be like, what the hell are you talking about? And they're going to resist <laughs> it because you're telling them something that, this is, right. you know, this is just, what are you talking about? This doesn't make well, any sense. 
But I, I find this, sir, just, yeah. before I forget this, I find it really important to tell people so they understand the cycles of truth and yeah. so they recognize it, whether it's happening to them or it's, mm. or they're doing it to others. But the cycles of truth, when, when somebody's speaking truth to you, yeah. um, the first response is to deny it. The second response is to um, laugh at it. The third response is to fight it. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth is to finally become self-evident. And yeah. so, you know, it's good to know yourself because if, in, if right now, Say you're hearing something that's you know you're quite you're not sure, but it sounds truthful, mm. um, and you're in one of those stages where you're in denial, you're laughing at me, mm. or you're fighting against me. What I'm saying right now, right. it's just a part of this. It's a part of the the process of getting towards mm-hmm. truth becoming self evident. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very true. Um, you know. I, I don't expect everybody to even agree with myself, yourself, or whatever the case is. We all have our own truth as, as yeah. we see it. And that's how that's you're going right. to navigate through life. This is where I sit. Yeah. This is where you sit. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you're either going to go one way or the other way or stay exactly where you are, depending on your comfort level and, mm-hmm. and how much you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to have a little bit of fun before we go. Um, now we, so we both talked about this, you know, the whole COVID thing where this is gone. We talked about, um, having to do the research and it's funny because, uh, Christine and I, uh, we haven't talked about it till after the fact, probably what, about a month or well, about three weeks to a month into this three weeks ago. I think we, that's the first time we've actually talked about the whole thing. Because it's it's been such a, I, I'm just going to say, you know, uh, depending on your family members or who you're around, it's like some people are totally like, this is bunk, this is not mm-hmm. what's going on. And some are like, oh, where's your mask? And, and don't, you know, uh, completely, mm-hmm. it's it's polarized. And so when mm-hmm. I talked to you, I was, you know, I could I could sense we were sort of like, so where are you at with this <laughs> sort of a thing? Yeah, it's, it's just everybody right now. Right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, and, and I mean, we were talking, obviously we didn't have masks. We weren't afraid of each other, sort of a thing. We were getting that, that feeling. Yeah. But uh, the fun part about this is I, I found out that you were doing the same research I was. We were, yeah, as I mentioned before, <laughs> nice. uh, you know, the Rockefeller <laughs> stuff, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's actually, um, it's pretty cool to, to learn that there are other people out there doing that. So Absolutely. I'm going to kind of uh, throw you to the wolves here for a moment. But uh, mm-hmm. where are you sitting with this? How do you feel about it? Uh, and I'm not going to, you know ask you obviously for a medical opinion whether or not um Mm. you know (laughs) but what i how do you feel about it and how are you dealing with it i guess the whole covid the Uh, pandemic oh with covid okay yeah yeah. Yeah. um i i at first um i was in educational mode because like i said my intuition was saying something is off the messaging i I just can't buy in and so because i can't buy in i can't just do something that i'm told that's just how I was right. That's just, yeah, I've been like that totally. since five years old. That's just who I am. And so it's not that I was being defiant. It's that I can't do something that someone's telling me that I don't understand yeah. why. So that, that was my first initial take on it. Um, and then I was kind of, you know, I was following, definitely following the rules and, and being respectful of it. Uh, at the same time as learning, trying to understand it and question it, because it just really wasn't really making sense to me. And now I feel like um, we're really getting a lot of conflicting messages. And so the, what I'm struggling with the most on on this is that 
if every if if the message from the mainstream media was 100% true, mm-hmm. then why isn't it to me? My question is, why isn't it the same across the board? To me, right. a fact is a fact is a fact. Um, and so, the other thing that I question is anybody who is challenging the mainstream media mm-hmm. as soon as they do, their information gets taken down right away. And yeah. so, if what they were saying wasn't actually true, why? Why would you? What? What's the reason for having free speech? What's right. the reason of having different points of reference if you're mm-hmm. only going to allow one side of the story to be said? Right. So for me, um, anybody that I've heard talking about COVID from the um, just a, a biology, as in a virus uh, comes in, you know, the viruses has been in existence for as long as humans have been alive kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and we deal with it. We deal with it, you know, whether it's herd immunity kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that is just a natural, that's an, a natural cycle of life. And mm. I feel like all of a sudden it feels like it's being forced with an agenda. Yeah. Uh, and of course, like I said, when somebody's telling me to do something um, that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. I can't just bend over and follow because just because they're being told to do it. It's just yeah. to me, it has to be coherent to me it has to be uh an alignment and so for me i'm i've definitely have taken the stance of do what's right for me there's no public shaming if somebody is um wearing a mask i completely support that and if they are um staying indoors i, I completely i completely respect that as well hmm. uh you know the, i just one of the doctors that i had listened to made a really valid point in my opinion which was before COVID came to be, we would quarantine the sick. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden now we're quarantining the healthy. Right. Uh, and he's like, that doesn't make, that just doesn't make sense. Cause that's just never how we've done this before right. we quarantine yeah. the sick and we quarantine the people who are at risk. Mm. Uh, why, why have we changed that structure all of a right. sudden with this new virus? And so that's just the question that I hold. And so mm. uh, I'm all, I mean, obviously I'm total well-being. And because I'm total well-being, I think if I'm in alignment spiritually and I'm alignment mentally and I'm alignment with my nutrition and body health, mm-hmm. um, I feel like my approach is to build resiliency and a resiliency to it. Um, but that's my approach. Again, uh, to, to me, my frustration is that anybody who's shaming other people for yeah. making decisions that are right for them, uh, that's really coming from the wrong place. That's coming from a very low energy vibration, yeah. uh, man-made and, uh, and to me, that's just kind of really disrespectful, but uh, I hold no opinion what yeah. anybody has to do for themselves. I'm really respectful of, of that. That's fair. Um, but for that's me, fair. Uh, yeah, for me, and I hope everyone would, you know, feels the same. Some people don't, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm calculated. I'm calculated. I'm mm-hmm. safe. I, yeah. uh, wanna, I don't want to stay indoors and reduce my... Um, immune system yeah. to completely nothing. So I right. feel like there's a reason that we're exposed to dirt. There's a reason we're exposed to bacteria to help yeah. build our natural immune systems. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. not okay depleting that yeah. to appease um, an official in the government that, you know, isn't giving me full 100% facts. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, th- this is the way I, it's funny. Um, so my daughter and I just watched the uh, War of the Worlds um, with Tom Cruise. I don't know if you have you seen the movie? 
Mm-hmm. So, okay, so at the end of the movie, basically, so these aliens come in and they're going to take over the world. And, and I mean, it's, it's just a big mess. But the end result is the aliens die. From what? Because they don't have an immune system to this atmosphere. So it's actually come into their bodies. Their bodies can't fight it off naturally. So they're dying because they've not been you know, exposed to anything that's on this planet. And they, they right. didn't calculate that out. They didn't, they, they, you know, they didn't think about that. The natural organisms on this planet actually killed them, right? There was no weapon we could use. There was nothing else but nature itself. So, you know, <laughs> of course, it's a movie, but it really, it really made sense to me after that. It was like, uh, not, not that it didn't before, but it was like, yeah, bang yeah. on. Why, why are reference. we holding ourselves away from this thing? Why don't we see how the herd does against this? Why, don't we, why aren't we putting people out there? Yes, people are going to die. They die with a normal flu. They die with normal things. Let's mm-hmm. see what the herd looks like. And that might be different because of the dynamics in, in Italy, for instance. It's an older population. They're not going to fare as well. Um, New York, maybe the same thing. Who knows? But it's a very dense population. Maybe they won't fare as well. Maybe they will. We don't know. Um, the information coming at us isn't necessarily always true either from the media. So why aren't we testing these things out? Why aren't we putting things forward like we normally do? And, and so that's why I've start to look down the path of there's something more to this. The agenda behind this is, you know, there's something more. We're locking people in their homes. It's, it's like that shock test, right? What are you going to do? That's my Mm -hmm. feelings on it. Again, I don't know anything. I don't have a crystal ball, um, but I'm allowed to speculate. I'm allowed to talk about this, we and we should be. Right? Everybody is allowed to question. I yeah. feel like anybody who does not question the question is not using the greatest gift on earth, which is to think for themselves. Right. We all have a birthright to wisdom. We all have a birthright to yeah. knowledge. Um, and I feel if we're not allowing ourselves to just at least question um, dynamics or question facts, um, we're just suppressing that greatest gift that we have and not utilizing it, uh, which is, you know, to me, that that is more sad. Yeah. Um, when I forgot what I was going to oh, say sorry. something else about when you were saying, no, no, that's okay. You were saying they, they oh, okay, so I don't know. Just the, well, we were talking about the, <laughs> basically the herd immunity. Why aren't we, why aren't we testing that? Why aren't we pushing the limits? Uh, no, right. You know, no one is, is, is doing that. We're, we're, the agenda is this. This is the vaccine. That's it. That's the only cure. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we questioning mm-hmm. that? Exactly. Well, and so in one, in my research, one of the things that I read is it's actually um, it's actually a tactic. Is that you don't give people ten options. You don't give people twenty options. You only give them two options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a way to manipulate because if you only give them two options, uh, you give them one that's worse than the other, mm-hmm. and so it, it forces you to think, okay. And then that's how you get what you want. And I and I, and I used to do that <laughs> when I worked downtown. I was working with executives. You know, I knew that when I wanted to move something through, I knew you can't tell them what to do because they're not going to do it. But if you ask them and give them two choices, they'll go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then they make it, then they think it's their idea and then they buy into it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, a, yeah. it's a tactic yeah. um, that, that is, you know, used by the uh, behavioral psychology. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that, and again, that boils down to the whole psychological warfare of people that they don't even realize it's happening to them. The boiling of the frog. No, the no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And it's it, it's scary mm-hmm. to see how many people mm-hmm. buy into to what it is, it and really I mean, is. are afraid to question the narrative, are afraid, and we have the media pushing the same thing. Um, I watched a video a while ago where they actually showed mm-hmm. the whole. You know, they had a, a, about, what, 30 media stations repeating the same line. And they, they put them all in sync saying the same thing. And it's scary. It sounds very much like really programming, is. right? It Which, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think, and that's where people I feel are, are waking up. I feel like, you know, mm. people are talking about uh, an awakening um, that, that really is essentially comes down to, to truth thinking, you know, truth to being awakened to yeah, truth. And, yeah. and people are definitely becoming more open to that and challenging and questioning where they're like, mm-hmm. something's off. I might not understand it, but at least they're like saying something's off um, and I need to hear it. And, it. and if everything was legit, if everything to me in my mind was 100 mm-hmm. percent true, uh, I don't understand why we can't hear differing opinions. You know, uh, people said right at the beginning that uh, in order to do what they the government has done normally you would have to take it to court so you could hear both sides to make yeah. sure that this is right right uh, and so one of the yeah so one of the biggest struggles i have is that this approach right now we are taking all um all recommendations and advice from somebody who's a doctor who is only making decision isolated only looking at the health spectrum of total well-being but to me again i'm a you know natural person and a holistic person which basically means that i don't think you can you can make decisions like that without assessing a person and humanity's total well-being which mm-hmm. it takes into consideration their health their economic and their relationship and no matter what anybody says when it comes to total well-being one is not more important than the other it goes back to the heart and the kidney you might think oh the heart is the most important organ in the world or in the body but it doesn't matter you have to have a a total system in balance and in unison Mm -hmm. and i feel like right now uh it's difficult for me to take advice from somebody who is so they are making a decision on health without considering the relationship economic asset or of a total the total well-being of humanity and so i feel that you know that isn't true goodness in my where right. i stand from because i feel like you know one part just isn't balanced yeah no that's very fair that's very fair um, so I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, if anybody has any questions for Christine or would like to know, mm. uh, I'll get you to let them know how to contact you or, or your webpage um, while they're doing that. But I'm just looking for, it, does anybody have any questions before we go? Um, anything that you'd like to kind of, you know, have Christine reiterate or, or uh, go over again perhaps? And if you want to contact her, I'll get her to... Uh, you know, uh, plug her website and, and where you can get a hold of um, anything that you, you know, anything that you're doing, your classes or anything like that. Oh, sorry, Leo, you just cut out. <laughs> oh, 
I yeah, didn't yeah, yeah we're getting a little bit of a lag here for some reason. Oh, there we go. Yep, now you're back in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying, Sorry. go ahead and plug your stuff. Sorry, go ahead ignoring. and tell us, uh, tell us, you know, where people can get a hold of you. Uh, I think we're cutting out again here, folks. Sorry, there's a little bit of a lag. It must be the uh, the late evening thing. You know, all the kids are out there playing uh, playing games. So the uh, you know the the bandwidth is absolutely uh, yeah. So um, I don't know if you can. Oh. oh, there we go. I'm not sure if you caught. I was saying that it, nope. the connection cut out. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think we've uh... there. We are. Okay. So are you, um, are, it's yeah. So my oh no, it's cutting in and out. <laughs> okay, I think we're okay now. Try it again. <laughs> oh okay, yeah okay. One last time. <laughs> okay. So if you can see my name, my website is just christinewalner.com, uh, and I do uh, program health and wellness programs. I didn't get I didn't get to get into the politics of nutrition and the politics of of uh, you know weight and and health and things like that, but. Um, and we can talk about that another time if that's something yeah, that sure, interests sure. people. Uh, anyway, and the other thing that I do is I do um, online streamed meditations two times a week that a person can subscribe to, which uh, if you don't know how to connect and you haven't learned how to connect with your intuition, I do these meditations for you where I already, it's all laid out for you and you don't have to go through and read and try and figure it out. Not that, you know, I, I can still definitely teach people to do that, but it's kind of nice to just come into a meditation where um, I do different kinds where it's balancing your energies or uh, attracting abundance. Uh, I find that a lot of people, you know, have heard say law of attraction or they've heard of um, how to attract, attract more abundance in their life, but they don't, they only get taught one small slice of how to actually do it. Most people don't actually know how to do it effectively right. um, so that it works. And, and that's something, you know, once I learned how to do that, it's amazing it's just absolutely amazing and mind blowing that um, that it really does it does work. You have to do a lot less, spend a lot less energy trying to make things happen because instead of being busy and working physical, you can use the universe and you can use the energy field to do work for you. Um, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> no, I, I'm with you there. I won't digress and get into it too much. But. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, again, I, I really thank you for coming on tonight. And like I said, uh, you know, it's it's always open to criticism and I'm hoping it's open to reception as well. And, and uh, it's just yeah. another part of life, I think, that people need to start um, being more aware of, uh, being more, you know, if you want to be based. Disrespectful. Wanna, yeah, I mean, it's it's just understand understand who you are. And, exactly. Um, that's exactly. Be respectful, know who you are. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. So I don't know. Again, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, just going to have another quick yeah, little look. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I'll have a quick look here and mm. see if there's any questions before um, we go. Um, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, my heart and soul can't handle to see people suffering. And, you know, I, I guess people, let's see. Um, yeah, just a lot of you know appreciative comments i think so far so it looks really you know and i appreciate you guys uh you know giving this a chance i i know it's not for everyone i know it's not uh you may not agree with it and and that's okay but uh, i i want to be able to put this kind of thing Absolutely. out there especially in a time like this where you're at home and you're stuck having to look at your old mug in the mirror and and wondering why you're uncomfortable with things well maybe this will give you a hint and and help you understand things a little more 
So, uh, and if you do have any questions, again, um, just like the name says here, uh, right there, christinewaldner.com, right? Is that correct? Okay, yeah. So you can reach her there. That's her website. And reach out to her if you have any more questions or if you'd like to look into her services. Uh, check that out. And uh, as she said, she's got online meditation if you'd like to do something like that. If you'd like to see more of my videos, uh, you can check those out on my YouTube channel. The link for that is on the homepage of my podcast channel. And there you'll find a lot of other videos and you can also see me on live streams. If you'd like to make sure you catch those, please make sure to subscribe to the channel and smash that notification bell so you are notified when I upload a new video or when I start one of my live streams.